Hi there. Welcome to Ask Away, a podcast where kids can ask anything about the Bible. I'm your host, Meredith. On this podcast, we tell Bible stories and talk about questions kids like you have about those stories. But that's not even the best part. The best part happens after each story episode ends. That's when kids, in fact, we really hope it's you, send us questions and things they noticed, wonder about, or think are weird. The stuff kids send in gets included in our questions episode later on. This podcast is a place where anything you wonder, notice, or think is strange in the Bible, you can ask away. My own kiddos, Riley, who is seven, and Peyton, who is five, are going to be joining us for the story time with their own questions along the way. And this podcast is going to be um, Joseph in his letters about the, his rainbow coat. I have a question right now. Peyton uh, earlier said, and his rainbow coat. I want to know, why was it rainbow? Was it even rainbow? Or was it one other color? That's a great question. The Bible says that the coat had many colors. Because the way they dyed fabric back then, it was probably not rainbowy like we think of now. If we go to a store right now to buy a rainbow shirt, it's probably super bright colors. We can probably even choose what kind of rainbow we want. Back then, the ink they used to dye fabrics would probably make things Sort of rainbow-ish and colorful, but not as vibrant as we might think of now. But having colorful fabric was a sign of having spent money on that fabric, of having it be really special. So, and let's begin the story now. God promised a man named Abraham that God would make Abraham into a great big family. And God was going to choose that family to be his own. And to show the whole world what God was like. God said, can you count the stars? And he couldn't. And God said, I'll make your family as much or more as those stars. So um, God did what he did say. Abraham had a kid named Isaac. Isaac had a kid named Jacob. And Jacob had 12 sons. So the 12 brothers lived together and families back then took care of the things that they had, especially if they had things like sheep or goats or crops that grew grain. One day, Joseph told the other 11 brothers that he had had a dream where the crops that were gathered, there were 11 bunches, bowed down to this one other bunch and worshiped it like it was king. The brothers did not like this dream one bit because it sure seemed to mean that they would bow down to Joseph. Joseph was the youngest brother, and back then, being the youngest definitely made you the least important. In addition to these dreams that Joseph had, where he was most important and the brothers bowed down, Joseph's father, Jacob, had given him a coat of many colors, a garment that was really special, and the other brothers didn't have one. They felt really jealous and angry and upset about this present. And they started to make a plan to get rid of Joseph. First, they wondered if maybe they should just kill him. But then a couple brothers said, no, 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 let's not kill him. We'll just find another way to get rid of him. 
And while they made up their minds, they put Joseph in the bottom of a pit. Before that, they also took off his rainbow coat. Good point. Before that, they took off the rainbow coat. They took it from Joseph. And they ended up putting blood from an animal on the coat. They went back to their father and they said that Joseph got attacked and that he had died and that all they had left to show of Joseph was this coat. Joseph's father was devastated, so sad to lose his son. But Joseph hadn't been killed by an animal. He was in the pit. And when one brother was hoping to save Joseph's life, a new plan emerged. They would sell Joseph into slavery. A whole group of people had come by and they sold Joseph to the caravan. And he went off with them far, far away. And the brothers thought, that's the end of Joseph. We can go on with our life. We can stop having him mess with us with all of his dreams and his fancy presence and being our dad's favorite. And they thought that was the end of the whole story. But actually, this story is just beginning. Joseph went to the house of a man named Potiphar, who was very important and very wealthy. And Joseph worked there. He worked hard and Potiphar began to trust him and let Joseph be in charge of whole areas of running his house. That was all working really well until one day Potiphar's wife came after Joseph. She tried to touch him and he did not want to be touched and he ran away to keep himself safe. But when Potiphar came home, his wife lied and said, Joseph came after me. She also had one of Joseph's coats, one that he had left behind while he was running away. And she said, see, he was coming after me and I escaped, but here's his garment. This is all his fault. Potiphar believed his wife, even though she was lying, and he threw Joseph in jail. While Joseph was in jail, he worked very hard and the guards noticed. And eventually they put him in charge of some of the parts of running the jail. Then while he was there, something unexpected happened. Some servants for the king were sent to jail. They had made the king upset. And when you're king, one of the privileges you used to have was the ability to just throw someone in jail because you felt like it. While they were all in jail together, these servants who had served the king had very strange dreams. Well, if you remember, Joseph also had had experience with strange dreams and understanding what they meant. Joseph was able to tell these servants the meaning of their dreams. One of the people in jail was the cupbearer for the king who brought him his drinks and made sure they weren't poisoned. The other was the baker for the king. The baker's dream was not going to turn out so well, but the cupbearer's dream meant something really good. Joseph asked the cupbearer, when you get back to the king, will you please remember me? But then time went on because the cupbearer forgot about Joseph. Until one day, the king had a really weird dream. And he didn't know what it meant. And that king was Pharaoh. But don't be worried. It's not the bad Pharaoh. This one is a good Pharaoh. Pharaoh is the name of the king in Egypt. But there was a different Pharaoh in other parts of the Bible who did some really bad stuff. This is a different Pharaoh. Pharaoh the king had had a really weird dream. And he didn't know what it meant. Do you know what happened in this dream? There were cows. Big, fat, happy cows munching on yummy, yummy grass. And then there were other cows, skinny, scrawny, sad cows. And the skinny, scrawny cows went up to the big, fat cows 
and gobbled them up. And then after they gobbled them up, they were still skinny, scrawny cows. Weird, right? That's what Pharaoh wanted to know more about. Then the cupbearer remembered. (gasps) I met this guy once. He was really good at telling you what a weird dream meant. And so they sent for Joseph out of jail. Joseph came to the king and told him what the dream meant. He said, those seven fat, happy cows are seven good years where there's going to be lots of food growing. Those seven sad, scrawny cows are seven years where there won't be any food at all, which is also called a famine. He said, my advice, king, would be save up the food during those seven good years so that you have food during the seven bad years. Pharaoh really liked this plan and was really relieved to know what his dream meant. And so he not only said yes to the plan, he put Joseph in charge of it. And all of a sudden, Joseph was out of jail and in charge of a whole important effort to get enough food in Egypt for all the people when the seven years of famine came. Why did the skinny cows gobble up the fat cows? And how did they, were they still skinny? The skinny cows represented famine, a time when there's no food. And so in the dream, when they eat up the big fat cows, they show how during a famine, if nothing grows, it doesn't matter if there used to be food. The point is there's no food now and people need to eat every day. So just because there was a lot of food last year doesn't make it okay if there's a famine this year. Kind of like how that skinny cow gobbles up a fat cow, but it's not going to be any fatter. Joseph went about collecting extra food over the seven good years so that there was enough food in Egypt. And then the seven bad years began and there was famine everywhere, including in Israel, where those 11 brothers had been living this whole time thinking all along that Joseph was dead. They heard that there was food in Egypt, and so they traveled there. Some brothers first, and then eventually the rest. When they got to Egypt, they bowed down in front of the leader, asking if there could be food. Wait, I can't believe they bowed down to their own brother. Which is kind of like where we started the story, right? With the dreams? Yeah. Joseph knew who his brothers were, but they did not recognize him. And there were a whole bunch of events where the family was figuring out who each other was and what to do next. But in the end, Joseph accepted his brothers, forgave his brothers. He even said this really important thing. He said, what you intended for evil, God intended for good. You did a really bad thing, but God was able to use the bad thing and bring good out of it which is something amazing that God can do in lots of situations, actually. And so it was that Joseph's whole family moved to Egypt and settled there. And those 12 brothers became 12 families, and those 12 families became 12 tribes, and those 12 tribes became the nation of Israel. What other questions do you guys have about this part of the Bible and this Bible story? I had a question. How did he make a bad thing into good? Well, the bad thing was how they had sold Joseph away and pretended he was dead. The good thing was that Joseph's actions in Egypt saved a lot of people's lives. And somehow when things are really bad, God can often do something called redeem them. He can make good things come out of the bad thing. I was wondering, did they have kids? If they did, how did they? They were all boys. 
These 12 brothers all eventually had kids as well. They had kids because they got married and then started their own families later on. So now it's your turn. What questions do you have about this story? You can send them as an email to askawaypodcast at gmail.com or you can record your question through Voxer. That's V like voice, O-X-E-R. And it's an app that your grown-up can help you get. When you send us your question, will you tell us your first name, how old you are, and maybe where you live in the world too? We'd love to hear your questions and we'll record a second episode with some of the questions that we get from kids like you. Until then, we're so glad you listened today and we'll catch you next time. Please rate, review, and some subscribe.